Hi there, folks, and welcome to TV Tuners, a television podcast for the true fanatics. I'm your host, Swanson, and with me, as always, is my co-host and big bad wolf, Kiore. Wolf, R. That's, that's the sound a wolf makes, right? Yeah, they say their name and then R, like a pirate. <laughs> yes. Wolves and, pi- wolves and pirates are pretty much the same thing. Yeah, like uh, pirates are out on the ocean hunting things, and wolves are out in the wilderness hunting things. Same idea. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Uh, yeah, that's and that's all who's here today. No one else. Yeah, rest in peace, there, master. Yeah, he, we we put him under the jail. Oh, I thought he died. No, I just jailed him. Oh. Well, you were talking like he was dead, like you were saying. He's dead to me. Oh, okay. You were saying we're not going to be seeing him again. Yeah, I'm sure we'll never see him again, ever. Oh, okay. So he's basically dead. That's... Okay. There we go. Well, what is jail but like a, you know, mental death? I mean, I guess you get out in a while and you can be okay afterwards. No. Are you saying that you put him in, like, solitary and he's going to be broken after he gets out? Well, I mean, I put him in a place by himself. So, yes. Okay, well, I don't really care. <laughs> oh, cool. Neither do I. <laughs> All right. Did you watch anything interesting this week, Oh, uh, I did not. <laughs> uh, I I mean, I didn't really watch anything out of the ordinary. I finished Daredevil Season 3. That was good. Oh, yeah? Was it, did it make you smile? Yeah, it was all right. The finale was, like, a little meh. Did you give it thumbs up? I would give it the thumbs up, yes. It's probably on par with season one of Daredevil. But did you physically give it thumbs up? Like, while I was watching it? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think I normally do that. Well, that's unusual. I do. Just like anytime you're watching something good, you just give it a big old thumbs up. Yeah, and I nod and smile while I do so. That seems like a weird thing to do to just when you're just like by yourself. It's an expression of joy, Swanson. Try it sometime. I hate joy. Yeah, I've never seen you smile, never seen you laugh. You're just a pile of bad emotions. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what my mom always says. Well, try try laughing right now. Let's see what it's like. <laughs> well, that was more <laughs> of like. Okay. Oh, okay. I think. That was like a kind of maniacal laugh. You're right. This is fun. Oh, okay. What what have I unleashed here? I guess only time will tell, pal. Let's talk about the news. You gonna start doing evil science now? Uh, well, I'm going to do regular science, and I guess we'll find out whether or not I consider it to be evil. Or the world, oh, I guess. Oh, boy. I'm ready for news. Okay. All right. You know what I love? Uh, I don't think you love anything. Well, I love myself. Okay. Okay, so you love yourself. What's the Wait. next news story? You know what else I love? There's another thing? Okay, tell me. America's favorite television show, The Walking Dead. Ugh. I actually don't love that show, but, uh, you know, recently the show uh, said goodbye to its star, Rick Grimes. Oh, they killed him off? Uh, you could say that. So he's uh, alive, but he's not on the show? 
That would be the more accurate way of saying it, yes. How do you how do you do that with Walking Dead? So, uh, for backstory for people who might not be in the know, of course, The Walking Dead recently started its ninth season, which has been promoting as the final season for Rick Grimes. He left five episodes in, so not really the final complete season, but you know. But uh, yeah, it was uh, the gist of it, because I didn't watch the episode, so I'm going to just sort of give a little rundown here of what happened on this episode. Uh, he got he got impaled on a uh, like steel beam or like a uh, I forget what you call those like girder? the ones that like yes a girder and uh, managed to like get himself out of off of that by himself and he survived yep uh, he did some he did some other stuff he. Uh, like led a horde of zombies somewhere. Well, how, how did he, Swanson? How did he do that? Uh, I don't know, man. He leads them onto a bridge, which he blows up. I'm assuming he there's. I'm assuming it's been established before that he could blow it up. I don't know. Uh, and like the people, his his people who were coming to help him, see him on the bridge as it blows up and assume he is dead, but he is actually rescued by some lady who also has friends in a helicopter <laughs> and they fly away together that doesn't make any sense swanson i'm sorry you need to put that back and redo it you need what do you mean like you need to remake the show because you did a bad job i didn't make this episode you didn't no i wish i'd be rich oh, okay well that didn't make any sense <laughs> I don't know if it was the way you were describing it. So he got impaled. So basically he was in a situation where he needed to be hospitalized. But instead he just climbs off the beam and just goes on an adventure instead? Uh, yes. The literal description calls him critically wounded and weak. But he rides a horse. And I guess they just... How is he going to survive that in post-apocalyptic time when there's, like, (laughs) no modern medicine around? Uh, hmm. Uh, he did. That's how. Okay. So and he anyway, just on a helicopter. Yep. And uh, the show cuts to six years later, and it shows his now preteen daughter leading the new group of survivors, I guess. But what about Rick? What's Rick gonna do now, Keo Rain? I know you're very interested. Isn't he gonna go back to the people he supposedly cares about? Nope. Uh, we're gonna we're getting a series of standalone TV movies about Rick that are gonna be airing on AMC God. sometime in the future. Why? So we can find out what happened to him. I don't care. I don't care. Aren't we supposed to be caring about the people who we left behind? Well, he doesn't. So why should we? Oh, that's a good point. If he doesn't care, why? Why would I? Uh, yeah, he uh. I mean, presumably the first of these movies maybe explains why he doesn't just go find his family in six fucking years. He's too busy having brand new adventures. That we'll find about here in detail. Yeah, uh, it sounds like they don't care anymore, to be honest. Well, it seems like they might be slowly running out of ideas. Uh, The press release describes this as uh, part of an expanded universe, which is... Two words that I love hearing together, because they always mean bad idea. 
yeah, it's an expanded universe, and <laughs> in terms of it has the same character from the same show, but in a different location. Yeah, that's really expanding the universe. I mean, don't you want to know what zombies are like in, I don't know, London? <laughs> <laughs> it it's like it's like if I it's like we have America here, but in the expanded universe, we also have England. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, oh well, you've seen zombies in America, but how about zombies in Mexico? And like, uh? other countries are expanded universe. Well, when you think about it, yeah. When you travel abroad, aren't you expanding your horizons? You, you're right. You're making the universe get bigger. Like I'm gonna travel. If I'm gonna travel to Japan, aren't I just really downloading the DLC for Earth? That's a really positive, plugged-in, millennial way of thinking about that. Well, what can I say? I'm a plugged-in type of guy. <laughs> Uh, the press release goes on to say some of the stories will some of the stories will relate to The Walking Dead as fans know it, while, whatever that means. While others will be standalone stories that break into new creative territory. Like what is it gonna? It, are they saying it's gonna have zombies, or is it gonna have Rick saying like, "Remember Mummies. that time I I was back there with my friends and there were zombies." I feel like. I don't know what this means that they're going to break into new creative territory. It's a zombie show. What new can you do? Like, well, is Rick going to find, like, an ancient tomb and summon, like, Dio? I, well, you know, maybe there are going to be mummies. Oh, man, I thought zombies were bad. Look at the mummies. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I imagine some of the mummies would have, like, brain powers. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Lincoln, who plays Rick Grimes, said of this uh, new expansion and presume, <clears throat> presumably getting a uh, metric shit ton of money to make these movies. It's not the beginning of the end. It's the end of the beginning. And I like the idea that we get to tell a bigger story, maybe with a sort of wider vista. And I've always been interested in what's going on out there. You know, whether or not there's contact with the wider world. That was a whole lot of nothing, wasn't it? <laughs> it sure was. He ended it by saying, "Maybe it's maybe it's the start of a bigger story." Walking Dead goes global. <laughs> I mean, what's what kind of adventures would you want to see Rick Grimes get up to, Keo? Um, I, feel, I feel like Mummies is pretty good. I would watch it. And I, I would watch it actually if they were like Rick Grimes versus the Mummy. Oh, what if he goes to Australia and they have vampires there? Oh, all right, yeah, and like because he's in Australia, he gets a knife. But then, like, one of the vampires is like, that's not a knife. This is a knife. And then he, like, bites him or something. <laughs> and he's too confused to respond to it. Yeah. And he's a, he's a, he's a vampire from then on, I guess. No, it's not, it's not really brought up again. <laughs> so he gets bitten, and it's just not a plot point. Yeah. The vampires can just bite people, you know. They're not really a vampire if you just get bitten. Like, they can choose whether or not they're going to make you a vampire. Right. Well, they have to suck out a certain amount of blood or something. I don't know. Yeah, they can explain it away. There's You can make up your own vampires, vampire rules. There's no set rules for it. Yeah, I mean, why do people always have to follow the same rules? You can make yeah. up rules for zombies, too. Instead of biting, they lick you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot less scary. <laughs> I don't know. For me, it sounds scarier. Just a bunch of undead creatures licking me. I mean, only if they have, like, giant, dangerous tongues. 
Well, yeah, of course. Why else? better the better to lick? <laughs> okay, if it's, if it's that kind of tongue, yeah, that is scary. But I mean, you you can't go wrong with biting, though. That's that's awful. Yeah. Um. I well, I guess like I would gentle gentle bites, gentle sensual zombie bites. Just like little like nibbles on you on you. Yeah, <laughs> just like soft little bites. Uh, that sounds sensual, not scary. Yeah. That sounds like something I'd be into. That'd be a good, good Walking Dead vista. <laughs> yes, that that'd be a whole new vista. Uh, whatever vista we're sure to get, I probably won't care. Yeah, uh, I I doubt there's going to be anything interesting coming out of this. At least it'll be, I guess it'll at least it'll be different from what Walking Dead's been, which has just been like going on for just way too long. Yeah, I guess it could potentially be interesting, especially if they have a bunch of like money they're going to throw at it. Yeah, and I I mean, it's just so pathetic and sad when you have to see these people reuse the same characters and things like that. It's it's just, you, you gotta have the market name Walking Dead behind it or no one's gonna want it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's completely, a, I mean, yeah, that's, who wants to watch anything else? But, the like, other than the same people doing roughly the same thing but this time in different <laughs> locations because I, yeah. I would love to be proven wrong but i get the idea that what's going to happen in at least the first of these stories is rick grimes tries to tries to figure out what's going on in this new location he's in all the people around him probably die and then he moves on yeah, he's just like oh man i don't like this i'm leaving <laughs> moves on probably on a horse because he's like some weird southern cowboy type of deal at this point but he still wears a sheriff's badge yeah I, even though it I, means I, nothing i mean the only only thing that can make it interesting is if it has a totally different tone somehow like it's a fun show or something no i don't think it's long it's never been a fun show yeah well he's gonna go to a different location where it's fun and he it's gonna be great speaking of shows that aren't known for being fun House of Cards uh, recently had its final season released on Netflix, uh, I think last week, or yeah, just this past Friday. Uh, the final season, of course, had some, let's say, troubled production because star Kevin Spacey had some, you know, problems. Oh? He's a rapist. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's not what we call having problems now. I mean, yeah, that's some problems. I guess those are problems. Has a bit of a rape problem. He has a a bit of a problem of making a lot of uh, unwanted sexual advances on people. Is that more nuanced? I don't know. Uh, A little bit. Uh, Anyway, the uh, producers of the show obviously decided to boot him off the series and they they killed off his character. Uh, Frank Underwood. The problem being, of course, that's the main character of the show. Yeah, so how'd the show carry on without him? What happened? Well, his wife, Claire Underwood, took over and she became the uh, lady, second, the lady president, first lady president. Did uh, she win? You mean like at the end of the show, did she win? Yeah, did she get the big trophy? Yeah, she won. She won the House of Cards. <laughs> um... But the the showrunners, once the uh, whole thing was released, decided to air out what how they were planning on killing off Frank during these uh, times. Because apparently in the show, they just sort of mentioned that he's dead. 
you know, we, we sort of start in media res of him being dead. He's dead. <laughs> That's the first word said. <laughs> uh, so the quote, uh, one of the producers said that they had some ideas like, Claire could be snuffing out Frank with a pillow over the face. That's dramatic. Uh, an act of God or karma, he could be hit by a train or an air conditioner falling out of the sky. <laughs> that That's a really legitimate way to kill somebody. This is, uh, yeah, imagine like a very serious show that just has an air conditioner fall out of the sky and kill off its lead. Yeah, uh, I, I would not be able to take it seriously anymore. Who is the president of the United States, I would like to add. <laughs> yeah, but they don't have anybody making sure he's walking somewhere safe or anything like that. Well, it's just falling out of the sky. Who knows where the air conditioner came from? Wait, th- literally the sky? <laughs> He's just like sitting on the White House lawn, soaking in the rays, as the presidents do. I think the whole season would be about figuring, figuring out how that happened. Who assassinated the president via air conditioner? Sky air conditioner, no less. Yeah. That, that'd be like a mystery thriller type story. I would watch that, probably over whatever they ended up doing in the season of the show, because I heard it wasn't good. Um, but I, this this led me down an interesting road, Kiorain. What kind of, like, Looney Tunes-type antics would you like to see uh, used for the death of Frank Underwood? Um, is it Looney Tunes to have him die mid-rape from a heart attack? No, I think that would be accurate, probably. From a heart attack, huh? His heart explodes. Yeah. You know what I would want to see? What if, like, a giant piano fell on his head? And then, like, he has, like, the piano keys yeah. like, in his mouth? <laughs> yeah. Like, the, <laughs> the, the thing, the case opens up and he's got the piano keys all in his mouth. I, <laughs> that'd be pretty great. Or even better, they don't show that right away, right? Like... The cold open for the season is like he's like chilling on the White House lawn, getting those getting those good old sun rays, and a piano falls on his head, and we just <laughs> cut to credits, and then it goes to the funeral, and it's open casket, and like it's his he's got the keys in his mouth, <laughs> yeah, it's his wife and like I don't know his assistant or whatever the other like guy is. And they're standing there, and the guy's like, well, we tried to do the best we could with the situation, but... And it cuts, and it's just... (laughs) It just just shows him with his eyes closed, but, like, he has all the piano keys arranged like a smile stuck in his mouth. Show of the the decade, I think. I would, yeah. I would uh, give it all of the Emmys. I'm picturing this, so he's in the White House, and there's a mouse. He's like, ooh, that mouse, and he's chasing it, and he goes to the little little hole in the wall where the mouse is living, mm-hmm. and he's, like, sticking his eye in there, and the mouse, like, points a gun at his head and just blasts him. Whoa. And his face is just, like, blackened from <laughs> from the gunpowder, oh. and he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's wild. Yeah, I'd be in that. That slaps. Yeah. Also, every time like something moves, like like a like a horn plays to accentuate the the movement, <laughs> like that. Yeah, every time he says it's like.
Yeah, and that'd be runs, it. <laughs> I'd be into that. Yeah. Kia, what's your favorite show? Uh, Breaking Good. Oh, what's that? Is that anything like show? Breaking Bad? Yeah, it's, it's well, mm, not quite. Is this show about this down and out of luck meth cook who discovers the love of chemistry and becomes a chemistry teacher? Oh. And huh. he enriches the life of a young student. Wow, that sounds like a much better version than the thing I watched. <laughs> oh, what did you watch? Well, I mean, much better for the people involved in the story. The show oh? itself was probably better to watch. I'm talking about Breaking Bad, Keo Rain. Oh, Breaking Bad. That's a good show, too. This sort of actually uh, meshes well with our Walking Dead news because... In line with that with that news about the Walking Dead movies, AMC is trying to uh, milk another pro- another property. But this one's one that I like more, so I'm willing to hey. let it slide. Yeah, well, as long as Mr. Gilligan is in charge of the operation, I'm fine with it. Is he? Yes. Yes, he is. They announced that there's going to be a Breaking Bad... Uh, movie i guess it's they haven't said it's made for tv but i assume because the walking dead ones are it would be too is it weird that i called him mr gilligan i just thought you were being like formal polite oh no i i I was i was being what what do you call it when you want someone to like you and you you call them by a title that makes them seem better uh ass kissing yes Oh, okay except he's not listening well we don't know that Listen, okay, well, Mr. Okay, well, Mr. Gilligan, if you're listening, give us a call. Also, if you're listening, give Saul Goodman a sword. <laughs> oh, man. What if the promotional poster for season five was just like, it's just Bob Odenkirk, like loft, holding a sword like a, like a loft. And it just says, better call Saul. And at the bottom, it says, he's got a sword. <laughs> I think it would get a lot more views. Yeah, I think I, I think it would have to. People would want to know why he has a sword. <laughs> Even if you're not interested at all in the previous seasons, and you see that, you're going to be like, he's got a sword? Yeah. And see, the the, the way it would work, because, uh, it, it, you know, it would be like a long, sort of slow process for him to get that sword. <laughs> how, how would it take... Like well, first he has to find the sword. First he has to find like the rock that the sword is stuck in. So this is this is sword in the stone now. Well, yeah, of course. And there's going to be scenes about him thinking about trying to take it out, but he just decides against it. I guess. Well, at first he decides against it, but then like I don't know, something happens in like his relationship with Kim or something where like. <laughs> He feels a little like less than mask, a little like less masculine than usual, and he decides he's going to try and take it. But then he decides against it again, and then like, <laughs> yeah, he goes up to the sword, and he, he kind of looks at it, and he has this like distressed look on his face. He's like thinking it over. He's like, he shakes his head. He's like, can't. Well, uh, see, the sword has like challenges that it has uh, against you, like like ghosts of your past that haunt you and tell you you're not good enough for the sword. So it's an excuse to bring Chuck back. So he he reaches for the for the sword and he hears Chuck's voice, just like, 
Can't do it, Jimmy. <laughs> You'll always be slipping, Jimmy. And he's Hence like, slip right ah. off the handle. <laughs> he's like, ah, can't do it. And then he, the final episode of the season. Wait, wait, wait. What? He reaches for the sword, and it's like unbearably hot. Oh man, that's good. And the final episode of the season, he grabs the sword and he lifts it, and he like holds it, and like the sun shines down on him, and he looks at camera and says. It's all good, man. And then it just shows that it was just a commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Mr. Gilligan, yeah. you're welcome. Yeah, you better take that idea. Anyway, as for this actual news item, um, yeah, Vince Gilligan is helming this uh, Breaking Bad movie that is set in the existing franchise. Uh, the original quote was said that it follows the escape of a kidnapped man in his quest for freedom. And while it hasn't, that could be, yeah, who could it be? It's probably Walter, right? It's probably Walter White. He was kidnapped by cancer, but now he's free from it because he's dead. Correct. Uh, now he's in the afterlife bending for himself. The prevailing theory and the one that's been sort of confirmed but not yet is uh, that it's going to be the story of what Jesse Pinkman has gotten up to since we last saw him. Well, I guess I kind of care about that. Yeah, that's something that I'm willing to at least watch. I kind of like the ambiguous ending for him, though. Yeah, I, I mean, I get the idea. I'm assuming what this was was a thing where Vince Gilligan had no, no interest in, like, not no interest. He had no like. Yeah, uh, this this has boardroom meeting written all over it. This had yeah. This was a thing of like someone was like, well, what if we gave you a bunch of money to make a two hour movie set in this universe? And he's like, oh, I have an I could probably come up with an idea for that. It was it was probably it was probably more like, Vince, you are going to produce a two hour film for us, and we will give you a lot of money. And he was like, oh, all right, sounds good. Yeah. Because he's a real, uh, you know, he's a real charming guy. If you've ever listened to him talk, you know, he's real uh, agreeable. Yeah. Uh, he's he's currently signed on to be both the writer and executive producer of the project. So there's really no reason to not trust that he wouldn't make something bad. Yeah, un- unless, like, there's more constraints on it that we don't know about. Like, he has, like, three months to complete it or something. Oh, yeah. I guess if he's rushed, it will probably be bad. Just with what I'm given, I'm given the idea that it'll probably be okay. But let's say it's not about Jesse Pinkman. What would you want to see it actually be about? Um, young Walter. <laughs> hey, what? How young are we talking? I'm thinking middle school. So it's just Walter White living like a probably getting like bullied all the time because he's a nerd. Yeah, and we see him discover his love for chemistry, and there's a bunch of random. Out of place nods towards meth involved. <laughs> there can be a scene where like these bullies pick on him and then he sees them outside later and he goes up to him. It'll be like that scene where he goes up to that one dude from uh, like I think season two or whatever where he yells at the one dude. Or no, it'll be like the scene where he goes up to Tuco. <laughs> and he just like creates a makeshift bomb. <laughs> Somehow he's not expelled from school. Well, it's off school grounds. Oh, okay. He should do it at school. And he just gets like a chemistry award or something. 
Yeah, his teachers love him. He is a uh, he is a principal who looks a lot like Saul Goodman and is played by Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine that in the press release we we have we we have Vince say he just like don't worry, all your favorite characters will be there. <laughs> Badger, Skinny Pete. <laughs> it's just like them as chill as babies. Doesn't even make well, sense. They're, they're middle school kids as well. <laughs> Jesse is also there as a middle as a middle school kid. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to make sense. It's Walt. young Walter. Walt runs into his true love, Gretchen. Oh man, that's going to be tragic. Anyway, uh, I think what I would want is uh, Walter White gets made into a cyborg. <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd want that to happen. Yeah, and he uh, he's he uh, has to go and find he has to go and track down Jesse. Why? Uh, why? To make math. <laughs> he comes back to life and he's back to the math thing. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Like because they programmed him to want to make math or just because that's what he wants anyway? That's what he wants. Oh, okay. The heart wants what it wants, Kioran. You're right. And like he was once he finally. made for math. Yeah, he was made for it. He was a meth machine. And now he's a literal meth machine. Yeah. And Makes like sense he. To me. He meets up with Jesse and he's like, Jesse, I need your help to cook. I can't do it anymore. My hands, they're made of metal. <laughs> Even though nothing happened to his hands. <laughs> that would like preclude it from. And he has like these claw hands now that are like misshapen. and. Yeah, they're like two, they're like crab claws. Who did this to you, Mr. White? I don't I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's revealed that it was heel Mr. Babineau <laughs> I didn't know you were capable of this type of thing I got people who know what they're doing <laughs> Yeah, I think your show is a little better than my idea I would watch I like the idea of heel having someone who knows how to do cyborg stuff And heel would probably have like a big speech about how like They left him alone in an office for hours at a time <laughs> That's his dramatic backstory. I had to get my revenge. <laughs> How is this even revenge? <laughs> I I mean, I don't know. <laughs> all right. This is all well and good, but, you know, sometimes we like to sit on deck and enjoy ourselves a good old segment of Factor Opinion. Hit the theme, me. Bump, bump, ba-da-bump, bump. bump. Okay, well, on this week's Factor Opinion, there's no competition. I'm just going to be just gauging what Swanson thinks. Yeah, all right, sure. All right, so Factor Opinion. Gears are the same thing as cogs. Fact. Okay, why why do you think that, Swanson? Well, a cog in the machine is the same thing as having a gear in it, isn't it? Yeah, but it doesn't sound the same, does it? Well, sure, lots of things don't sound the same, but are the same. Well, here, here's the thing, Swanson. If you say you, you're a gear in the machine, that sounds ki- kind of cool. Yeah, I guess it sounds better than if you were like a cog in the machine, but I mean, if, if that's not the same. The machine, that you think of it like, you know, you're going to break without that gear. That gear is pretty cool. That's a cool gear. You're wrong, Swanson. What? I, okay. So that's that's one point off for you. Off? Yeah. One point off of what? Uh, Off of your lifespan. Oh. Yep. Also, what's one point equal? 
Uh, well, you'll find out at the end. All right, fact or opinion? We do not need trees. Uh, opinion. Why? They make oxygen. They're like the leading producer of it. No, no, most of our oxygen comes from, like, the ocean or something. What? Well, I know a lot of it does. Yeah, a good portion of it also comes from trees. Yeah, but if we had no trees, other stuff would fill in, fill in the gaps for oxygen. We'd well, also, if we had no tree trees, just... our ecosystem would be, like, irrevocably fucked. How? Trees do a lot of stuff. No, and what do we need the ecosystem for, anyway? We're humans. Because, like, it, we live off of it. And, like, no. around it and in it. No, we live in buildings and tunnels and underground. Underground is an ecosystem. We live in the sky. We live in we, space stations. What? We Who lives in a sky? Uh, you're down two points now, Swanson. Well, who lives in the sky? What do you think airplanes are, Swanson? No one lives in an airplane. Are you saying that once you get an airplane, you're dead, Swanson? No, I'm saying no one lives in one. Just because okay. you're in a place, you don't live in your car, Keo, right? Well, actually, Swanson, I do. Oh, well, that's very sad. Yeah, well, thanks do for rubbing you... it in. That's two points off. What? Uh. Yeah, so now you're down three points. All right, last question, Swanson. This is, this is the only way you can make up part of your lifespan. Okay. You ready? I guess. Okay. Demons are good. Opinion. Okay, why? Well, wouldn't it be... I mean, isn't it weird to say any one subset of anything is all good or all bad? No, Swanson. But all sugars are good. All hats are good. Okay, well, that's not... That's patently false. All hats are not good. They using one Fisher's, bad hat. Fisher hat. Okay, that was a bad example. That's a bad example, or hats were a bad example? Hats were a bad example. All, right, all clouds are good. Damn, I can't argue that one. All donuts are good. Yeah, yeah. All vests are good. Okay, but demons are, like, arguably sentient creatures. Arguably. Well, I mean, I haven't encountered a demon, so I don't know. They're basically pure coolness. Well, I mean, yeah, so they're sentient creatures, so it's, like, kind of weird to classify them all as good or bad or anything. So, let me ask you this. Would you say that you could find a bad angel? Probably. Where? Like, where's it going to be a bad angel? Like, how would it be bad? It'd be doing bad stuff, like smoking. <laughs> I can't imagine an angel smoking. That just doesn't doesn't register with me. You don't think there's an angel out there somewhere who's smoking and probably littering while he smokes? He throws his butts just on the no. floor? No, Swanson. They're good. See, that's why you're wrong, Swanson. Now you're four points down. Oh, yeah? What if I showed you a picture of an angel smoking? All right. Let's, let me, let me, let's see it. Swanson, that's you. Yeah. Wait, is that why you have a halo? Yeah, I was. I'm, I'm surprised you hadn't commented on it earlier, but. I thought you were just dead. Well, in a roundabout sort of way, yeah. Okay, well, you're just three points off. Ah, oh, perfect. So, uh, you're gonna lose 20 years off your lifespan, buddy. Well, I'm kinda already dead. But also immortals. Well, I don't know how that's going to work out. I'm going to have to talk with God about this later. Wait, you talked to God? Yeah? You're an angel, don't you? No. That guy does, That guy's always too busy. He's in meetings. Oh, I'm at the meetings. What? 
And I'm like, oh, God, check out this paperwork, blah, blah, blah. Ten million this, ten million that. All this blood, all these skulls, blah, blah, blah. And Why are like, you yes, in the yes. meetings? I'm a really important person. Are you a demon? Well, I mean, yeah. Wow. What a wacky duo we are. <laughs> uh, that's that's pretty crazy. Uh, all right. Well, that's been Factor Opinion. Now it's time for another classic segment on this show. It's time for us to watch some trailers and talk about them. It's Trailer Blazers. Hit the theme. Dun, 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 dun. Wow, that's a rollicking theme for Trailer Blazers. Yeah. That's right. Trailer Blazers is where we watch the latest and greatest in trailers. Uh, this week we watched the trailer for season three of True Detective, HBO's show about HBO's anthology show about uh, detectives being accurate. Yeah, so <laughs> it was a slightly confusing trailer. We both walked away with it with different ideas of it, didn't we? Uh, I think this might be bragging on my part, Keoran, but I did uh, read beforehand what this was, what the sh- season of the show was going to be about. So, oh, okay, Mister Reader, here we are. This guy with his text and his books. Well, they're more like articles because I read them online. But yeah, well, you you you've got those books too, Mister. I mean, I have. Bookman. I I do have a. A couple books, sure. Oh, I have zero books. I don't read. I'm illiterate, Swanson. That's a problem. Not for this podcast. Well, no, because we don't read, but we talk with our words. Well, I don't have to read anything to talk. Check you got, me. <laughs> you got me there, pal. Uh, so the trailer for this has uh, a guy. He's looking solemnly a lot. He's, he's like, seen a lot of crime, Swanson. He's looked at a lot of crimes happening, and he doesn't like it. He's talking to like some investigators, and he gives like a speech where he's like, I've seen some crime, but this crime, this was the most crime I've ever seen. Usually I can handle crime, but this crime, this is too much crime. I've seen a lot of crime in my days, but this was going to be the crime that made it the <laughs> most crime that I'd ever seen. Oh boy, I did not like this crime. <laughs> this crime made me feel... Bad emotions, crime related. But yeah, we uh, we see him investigating this crime of, I guess, a missing child. That seems to be the idea. I think it was like multiple missing. Yeah, it makes I'm it sure. Really bad. I'm sure. Given the past two seasons I've seen of the show, in which the first season was a cool detective story about a mass murderer, and the second one was a weird conspiracy story that also involved detectives and uh this one's probably going to be some weird combination of the two it looks like because it's there's like a scene where he's in the thing together the Uh, thing the thing yeah he's in the room whatever and he's talking to that guy and the guy's like you don't know what you don't see when you don't know it (laughs) yeah that's what he said or something close enough to that uh something just as coherent as that really and he like suddenly flashes, I guess, forward, and it shows like old man version of him, who's and he's like still puzzling over the same statement, but like having trouble with his own memory, I guess, which could be cool. Yeah, I I didn't really know what this show was getting at, really. I guess since you read it, you know, have a better picture of it. But I I can't really tell what the point of having the different time periods is. 
I guess it's supposed it, to show uh, the idea. I imagine is that it's showing the effect of the case over a period of time on this person. The fact so that it weighs on him is the implication that he was not able to solve it, or just that it like just mentally damaged him. That he's not able to solve it. I have to assume. Otherwise, there's not much of a story. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean he gets to solve it as an old man? Like he somehow finally figures it out. Maybe, but spoilers for season one of True Detective, which had something similar to it, which was it followed Matthew McConaughey through two different eras of his life. Uh, it, it might not always end the way you think it's going to end for this person. So he's going to fall, fall down some stairs as an old man and die. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's going to be tragic. Yeah, yeah, probably. And really stupid. Yeah, but it, it seems fine, so I'll watch. Yeah, it seems interesting. I mean, it's it's got crime in it, so... Uh, good hook. But yeah, wait. We should make a show just called It's Got Crime. I would watch that. Do you have any I predictions should... for the season of the show? Yeah, um... The, he's gonna look directly at the camera and just say, Crime. Yeah, I can't really predict anything. It, it they didn't really show very much happening other than just like setting up the crime and showing up that showing that he was upset about it and that it spanned many years. I can't think of anything that could possibly happen really. My prediction is that he's gonna. It's gonna be revealed at the end that he was in on the crime and he didn't know that because <laughs> what he didn't know was what he knew when he didn't know it. Yeah, that sounds really sensible, Swanson. Hey, look, when it happens, you can all come running to me because I'll be serving up big old heaping scoopful of I told you so. Well, I'll gladly eat that. It's a drink, dummy. You drink it. You scoop a drink? <laughs> what, you never heard of a punch bowl? <laughs> Do you call that scooping? Yeah, that's a scoop. <laughs> I, I would more call it like a spoon. Will you spoon it? <laughs> yeah. Give me a, a spoon a, of that punch. That's you're a, a You're a madman. Or you could just say you serve it. No, it's <laughs> scoop. <laughs> All right. We watched another trailer. This one for the final, the fifth and final season of FX's You're the Worst. Oh, uh, it sure was something, wasn't it? It's a, yeah, uh, I've only watched the first season of the show it's actually funnier than this trailer makes it seem uh but those two characters are the worst huh they seem pretty bad uh, yeah they seem pretty gross yeah this show seems to have a lot of gross things happening on it which i don't remember it being necessarily that in the first season that i watched yeah i don't know the show did not sell me on being funny that's for sure yeah there's at least uh two separate incidents incidences of people like having Noisy, gross sex. And then also... Yeah, that's funny, right? Well, yeah. Who doesn't who doesn't laugh at the sight of two people awkwardly porking? <laughs> I imagine when people do have awkward, gross sex, they're just laughing during it because it's funny. I mean, I, I would have to assume. What else would you do? Uh... I mean, you could also try to get off, but I I think more likely you'd just be laughing. Well, well, hold on. Are you saying you can't get off while you're laughing? Uh, I I think it would pose some challenges. Uh, it sounds like it sounds like you got some problems of your own to sort out, Kyo Rain. Can't Wait, laugh during this guy can't laugh during sex. 
are you saying you have like you've just been like laughing like just having a good old laugh and every then... time <laughs> what, what what are you laughing at just the world Swanson, this sounds highly disturbing there's nothing disturbing about it i tell i tell my partner look away and then i laugh and does your laugh sound like you laugh at the beginning of this episode yeah, but it's deeper. It's a, it's like a. <laughs> yeah, uh, he might want to get some help, buddy. I don't need your opinions on me. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. I, you take your stupid opinions and you put them in your pocket, Kieran. Okay, I will. Oh, here they go. Uh, yeah, this trailer was a lot of like gross jokes. I mean, the the centerpiece of this trailer, at least for the ending, is uh, a lady getting some enjoyment from a bidet. Yeah, she was really into that. Uh, I've never personally used a bidet, so maybe it is actually enjoyable. I don't know. I'm going to say probably really weird. Yeah, I, I think I'd probably feel violated or something. Well, I mean, I guess if you go into it knowing that you're using a bidet, it's fine. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, uh, yeah, that was what we that was, that was the trailer for "You're the Worst." Looked fine. Uh, I would not watch it. But you know what we did watch, Kiorain. Uh oh. That's right. It's time for us to talk about CBS All Access's new show that I'm sure everyone's real excited about. Tell me a story. People all around the world are cheering for this show. That's all all I've heard is people talking about this show that's on this net, this streaming service that no one wants. They won't shut up about it. It's so annoying. We had to watch it. It was just just a buzz everywhere. It, it was demanded of us. Now, there was this man with a cleaver and he was just outside of the uh, outside of the studio here and he was in a pig mask. Yeah, and and he sang a nursery rhyme to us and told us you know, we had, we had to watch this, or he was gonna. I, I don't know. There was some kind of threat. Do you think he was gonna hit us with the cleaver or what? I I guess I don't know. I thought he. Yeah, I guess that would be the next logical choice. I just thought he was gonna like go to the deli or something. May, well, maybe he was gonna get us like a nice ham. Yeah, and like tenderize it for us. Yeah, maybe like, that was cl- why he had that. And like you know, sl- slice off some bits for us to eat. You know. <laughs> anyway, uh, this. Okay, so right off the bat, before we even talk about what happens on the show itself, this is a show where just reading the premise is enough to make you say, "Oh, that's a bad idea." Like, I there should not be an executive who listened to this pitch and was like, "Oh, that needs to be a show right now." Well, I'm sorry, Swanson, but somebody up there does not have high standards. So let me read this quote of what the premise of the show is, all right? Tell Me a Story takes the world's most beloved fairy tales and reimagines them as a dark and twisted psychological thriller. Set in modern-day New York City, the first season of this serialized drama interweaves the three little pigs, Little Red Riding Hood, and Hansel and Gretel into an epic and subversive tale of loss of love, loss, greed, revenge, and murder. Oh boy, that sounds objectively awful. Yeah, I. I Who's I, asking for this? Not only that, but like, 
it's it's a gritty reboot and a crossover. Yeah, it's like uh, it's a hodgepodge of everything bad in current like entertainment. It's like you have no original ideas, so you're gonna take every uh, you're gonna take every like free domain kid story, but also make it a gritty dark reboot and a crossover. The Three Little Pigs and the Little Red Riding Hood thing feels like someone was like, "Oh, there's wolves in both of those." And uh, Hansel and Gretel, that's a story. Throw yeah, throw them in too. Why not? <laughs> they they're they're in they're in the woods, just like Little Red Riding Hood. Same setting, same same universe. We're gonna make we're gonna make an extended universe out of this. <laughs> and what's the modern day woods but New York City? The the concrete jungle. Oh my god! Somebody probably said that. Somebody I guarantee you, that. in the meeting, somebody said that. Uh, this the next problem problematic thing I realized was that this series is created by Kevin Williamson, who uh, created. Well, among things that you don't care about, he created the movie franchise Scream. And uh, the mid the the early the late nineties early aughts teen heartthrob show Dawson's Creek. But in terms of stuff that you would remember, Keo Rain, he created the show Stalker. Oh, no. Yeah, you know that really great show about a bunch of ladies who get murdered? It's just murderers? Yeah, they called it Stalker, but it was really just murderer who stalked first. Which, like, I have to assume a lot of murderers do. Yeah, especially ones who target random women. So, so we're off to a good a good start with this guy right off the bat. So into the show itself, uh, we get some open, we get some really long opening credits. Well, they they got to really sell this extended universe with all these drawings. I counted kid it, stories look real spooky. I looked at the runtime; it's two minutes on these opening credits. What? That's too long. This like is a even, very important show. That's why it has such a long opening. Even in like the era of like Netflix having like opening credits that are like longer opening credits, that's too long. Especially for this hodgepodge of a show. So we open up on this guy. Uh, I guess he's le- this guy's knocking on, on this dude's door, and we cut to this guy, and he he's got a "fuck you" tattoo on him, and you can tell that he's a rebel, and he. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's like hungover, I guess. I guess. And he uh, he knocks on, he answers the door, and this dude's like, oh, are you sure you're ready for this heist, man? We're going to be doing some big old action stuff. But, you know, we, we made sure to establish you as a character before we went into this, so that, you know, the, the viewers have something to latch on to. Yeah, we'll, we, we, we establish that he's a character by showing him uh, shirtless, <laughs> which happens a lot in this show. I'll get to that in a sec. Um, and... This deciding that his house is kind of messy that's a character trait sure he's got a leaky roof he's not responsible uh so this guy gives him like the bag for what he needs for this thing they're doing and he opens it and oh there's a pig mask inside Ooh, look at those little pigs oh, they're gonna do it they're gonna do it they're gonna do three little pigs yeah uh, and then we don't see these guys until, like, the end of the episode again. They don't show up for another 40 minutes. Chekhov's pigs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what we get after that is uh, an introduction to all of the characters at once. 
we get like yeah, this. That's my main complaint with this show is that they just decided to just like boomerang us around with all these characters at once, and there's like no focus, no like I don't. What were they thinking? They were like, oh, we got a lot of characters we need to introduce. What better way to do it than quick, like, I don't know, five-second shots of each of them as they walk past each other on the street or something? Yeah. Like, oh, this gives me a real glimpse into their lives and their, like, they also walk on the street. They're just like me. Like These people are going to be involved with each other in the near future. Uh, So we cut to a man and his wife, and they're watching the news. Oh, how topical. And the wife's ask the wife asks in a quote that I wrote down, What's up in what's up in Trump or no, sorry, this is the de- this is the husband. He asks what's up in Trump America. That's what we call it uh, here in Liberal Town, Trump America. <laughs> yeah, these are just two white suburban liberals who have well, they're not suburban, they live in New York. Uh the white liberals who probably live in a place that got gentrified like, I don't know, five years ago. I'm thinking three years ago. Yeah, probably. It's probably Manhattan. Uh, or maybe like Brooklyn. Anyway, yeah, they're uh, they're chatting it up. We get like some good character talk between them because like we see that she's she took a pregnancy test and he's worried about it. Ooh, relationship drama. Also, this dude straight up gets butt naked. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of butts on this show. Which, almost immediately. Yeah. This show just has like constantly dudes and like dudes butts all over the place. They made sure to give us the dudes butt like first episode so we knew what it was like going forward. Like not lots of dudes and lots of dudes butts but also like lots of dudes in tight underwear later. Just lots of dude stuff. And like look, I'm all for it but like wow. I wish yeah, it was I, in I, a better I, show. I I don't know why they they needed to front load the show with that though? <laughs> well, it's backloading. Oh, it'd be a front load if we saw his dick. <laughs> they can't show that. Can't show that donger. Not on not on a streaming service, I guess. I'm pretty sure they can show whatever they want, but they won't because they're CBS. They're cowards. Show me the dick, CBS. Show me the dick dong. Show <laughs> show me that dick dong. If you agree with us. <laughs> use the use the hashtag show me that dick dong. Uh, now. So then we cut to a uh, a girl. She's rummaging through stuff in her house because she's like moving. And uh, a guy shows up and he's like, "If you're looking for the weed, I took I got rid of it." You're you're a troubled teen, and uh, yeah, we're establishing that right now. You're a troubled teen, and I'm your father, even though I'm, like, maybe 20 years younger than you. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's where we're at here, and uh, we're going to s- see you do stuff for a little while. It's going to be interesting, probably. Yeah, we get, like, there's some comment of, like, he mentions her grandma, and she gets downstairs, and her grandma's there, and her grandma calls her a slut. <laughs> uh, and, but, like, in a fun, cheerful way, you know. Yeah. It's an endearing kind of slut talk. Well, the grandma's like, oh, you're a slut just like me. Like, what? <laughs> I guess they're supposed to be like, oh, this is a cool grandma. Yep. But they've immediately they've immediately doomed this grandma because uh, when the... Oh, this is so bad. This is so bad. I audibly yelled when this happened. 
at my computer screen. The it's raining outside. So the grandma's like, "Oh, you need you know what you need? You need a coat." And she takes out a red hood. Do you get it? Uh do, do you get it? Oh, it's just like little red. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh do you do you hey, hey, hey Kiore. What? It's just like little red riding hood. Oh, it's just like little red riding hood. Oh, do you get it? That's the extent of all of these. Like, once we get into the Hansel and Gretel stuff, which is the most obtuse of all of them, because I didn't figure it out until, like, I I didn't figure it out until, like, halfway through when it I became blatantly obvious. Well, they do, uh, we'll get to it, actually, when we get to that point in the plot, I guess. But, like, actually, I think we're getting to it right now, huh? I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Well, the Hansel and Gretel stuff is the uh, the gay kid and his, like, roommate or whatever, right? Who dance at this club, which, oof, I cannot wait to talk about this club. Oh, my God. That, okay. So, so they're like, they're like uh, dancers who are, I guess, for the gay crowd. And so they, they go backstage and they just start doing cocaine off of each other. Just immediately. Just really Oh, casual. yeah. That's, that's what you do back in the, and, that's what you do with these clubs, man. Did did you laugh out loud at that too, or was it I alone? Oh no, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, and once again, this is another example of just these dudes hanging out in tight underwear, pretty much doing cocaine right off the rock hard cocks. For they and they they were doing these scenes for like a prolonged period of time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we get like. Uh, this club scene happens because the Red Riding Hood lady meets a friend at high school and she invites her to go out to her to a club as you do I guess can we talk about their discussion on the internet beforehand sure so the classmate friends friends little Red and immediately sends a message as, as soon as she accepts like instantaneously like he was waiting yeah that's totally and normal and it says, what's up? And she replies, bored, you? And then instantaneously she responds, you got a fake ID? <laughs> <laughs> well, turns out she does. Yeah, and it just cuts to her like getting ready to leave to, to go to the to the club. Are you saying you've never had a conversation online with someone like that, Kiyoran? Uh, well, I, well, a few times when I was an edgy teen, it did happen. You just got a, a three-sentence conversation with somebody I barely know. Could you imagine you, like, go to... It's your first day in high school of an, in a new town, and you meet this cool uh, you meet this cool person, and then, like, they friend you later, and you're like, oh, yeah, cool, yeah. And then they immediately text you, you got an ID? <laughs> just, like, intense, out of nowhere. Just, like, what's up? It's, like, up? all caps. <laughs> it's, like, what's up? Bored. You? You got a fake ID? <laughs> It's like, are you going to the hardcore club downtown? (laughs) We're going to take drugs and drink. I was worried that, like, I'd be worried you were a cop (laughs) with how quick the turnaround is. It's just like, yeah, want to go do some crime together, fellow high school student. Um, Now, I got a little confused because there are so many generic white guys on this cast. The guy whose whose wife is the uh, 
the the guy whose wife and is like the Trump lady or whatever. His is he cult. the guy who hires Red Riding, Riding Hood's dad? Uh, I have no. There are just so many generic white dudes on this show that they all blend together. I started getting confused, too, and I I was scared it was just me. (laughs) You thought you were being, like, racist or something? Yeah. (laughs) No, uh, I was also very confused by all of these, like, very same-looking white men. Okay, good. good. Um, But, yeah, this... We get, like, a really... It's not even a... It can't even be described as a subplot, because it's, like, happens for a scene. And then it's draw, and then never gets brought up again, which is this I'm dad sure, gets sure like a, a a job at like a restaurant, I guess, and like I guess that's why they moved away. I don't know. It's never t- it's never actually explained. I'm sure it'll come up again. I'm sure it'll be important. Well, that would imply that I would want to watch any more of the show. Mm. That's a uh, tall order, isn't it? It's a very tall order. I would need, like, a tall order of, like, I don't know, bourbon in order to watch <laughs> another episode of this show. You drink, like, a tall glass of hard liquor to get through this. <laughs> yes, a very tall glass of the hardest liquor imaginable, which I guess isn't bourbon, <laughs> but just a big old glass of moonshine. Uh, yeah, so this, uh, the, li- the, the, the liberal couple is at their house, and... Or, yeah, they have, like, a party or whatever, right, with a bunch of other people I don't care about. <laughs> yeah, it's like a dinner, and they're like, oh, we're going to have, like, a brief two-minute politics discussion. Yeah, because this show really wants to tackle the issues, and by tackle the issues, I mean say them out loud. And it really wants to date itself and put itself at a very specific point in time. Yeah, one that we've actually passed by the time this has come out. Yeah. Um, I guess in a manner of speaking... Because, like, the things they're watching on the television are things that happened months ago, which is the problem with, like, trying to do that kind of issue. Because, like, you there know, are I ways can... to tackle current issues that aren't just, like, this. Putting actual CNN news clips on the TV. Yeah. Um. So here's a question I have for you, Kiorin. What's this wife's job? Uh. Is she, like, a paid protester? <laughs> Because the only thing we see her do outside of, like, argue with her husband is go to a protest. Yeah. All right. Uh, So, yeah, they they argue about uh, why she doesn't want to have the kid. And this is, uh, you know what, Kieran, this is just some of my favorite dialogue in television right here, boy. Because you know what they're doing? They're doing my favorite thing. (laughs) What? They're, They're saying how they feel. With, like, exactly the exact words. They're not sugarcoating it in any way. They're just straight up saying, I'm afraid to have children because of guns! Well, you know, that's that's what I would say. If I was about to have a kid, I'd be like, nope, it's going to get shot. It's going to be dead. It's going to be bloody dead on the ground at school. It's going to be dead, shot, dead, dead, dead. Yeah, that's and this is great because I love when characters on a television show just say point blank how they feel yeah and the guy's like i don't like this i I need you to say uh something else than that because i want to have kids with you because i want to get married we're supposed to get married yeah i guess they're not actually married i was saying they were earlier but yeah they're not because he keeps talking about some like plan you know the thing a thing that like white people do (laughs) 
where they're like, let's have a plan for like our life. Yeah, we got to plan everything out. You got to have a cal, got to have a calendar. <laughs> yeah, you got to have at least a five-year calendar that you like. You circle days on where you're like, this is the day we get married. This is the day you conceive. Do you have a calendar, Swanson? I do not have a calendar, unless you count the one on my phone, which I don't use. Yeah, that's unacceptable. You got to plan everything out. Nah, man, I'm loosey goosey. I go All with right. the flow. All right, check this out, Swanson. Here's my calendar. Okay, this is a textbook. Okay, and I'm just saying, like, this is like, I mean, it's a, it's obviously a calendar, but like, it's very thick. How many? How much planning have you done? Crack it open. Random page. Twenty fifty five. Mm-hmm. You open plan- a pantry for March. Okay. Uh, do do March fourteenth of this year. Twenty fifty five. Oh, okay. Eat sandwich. All planned, Swanson. I mean, I don't think you really need the plan. To eat a sandwich. I'm going to eat that sandwich. And you know what? I'm going to love it. Because I planned it, Swanson. Get a calendar. Make me sick. It even says what kind of cheese on it. Wow. How do you know you're going to have all this stuff still? I planned out when I'm going to buy the stuff. I mean, things can change, Keo Rain. Swanson, year 2055, I'm going to have a a whole stockpile of all the stuff I need built up. I'm going to do that in the year 2040. Do you? Okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. Why not? You I seem guess... a little rattled. I guess I'm just, man, you have so much of your life planned out. And Swanson, do not look at February 25th, 2042. Why? Just don't, okay? All right. There's no, <laughs> don't worry about it. There's no like conspiracy or anything. What? I'm I wasn't not planning thi- I, anything. I wasn't thinking that at all. Oh, yeah, well, don't worry about it. Okay, so, you yeah. Seem like, you seem like you want to look. I mean, I kind of do, yeah. Well, don't. Give it back. Oh, all right. Okay, thank you. All right, so we're watching a show, right? We, we Yeah, I mean... Oh, yeah, the men wanted to plan out, like, getting married and having a kid and... Yes, and his Trump wife... America just just rattled her so much. <laughs> yeah, uh, she meant she goes on a uh, thing about how like having a child, bringing a child into the world, just means it's going to get murdered. It's like guns, which I mean, that's not an inaccurate statement. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not very likely that your kid will die from gun violence, but it's still like I mean, it's a pretty likely at this point. It should be. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I can, yeah. can kind of relate to being like worried about that like not wanting to have a kid because you you can imagine being scared every day that something's gonna happen but yeah i guess that's relatable in some aspect of like why i would never want children but uh like oh boy we do not need this from these characters we do not care about yeah it's a weird issue to to bring up uh for these characters that we don't care about especially how this ends which we'll get to uh but then we get to my favorite moment in this episode. It's time for the club, Keo. Oh, here we go. And yeah, so we get to this 
<laughs> we get to this place that her friend, that Red, uh, Red Riding Hood's friend calls the Club of the Moment, which looks like the rave from Matrix Reloaded. Like it's this just is a, what, this is what clubs are like, Swanson. They're crazy. It looks like it came out from of like the nineties. What is this club? Like the people are in cages dancing around like the nineties, and like a bunch of like old rave music is playing. Okay, well, do you want to? <laughs> the, the thing about that is, what is a rave actually like? I've never, <laughs> never actually seen what they're actually like. What? Well, yeah, I've never actually been to a rave. I don't think. I guess you what would if know is- uh, if you're in a rave. I think you would know. So, <laughs> what if this was accurate? That's the thing that gets me about these crazy TV raves. Is what if they're just accurate just depictions of what they're like? I guess the only way to know for sure is to go to one. Some rave research. Yeah, take a notebook, go on down to the rave. You know, week uh, the weekly rave that happens in your town. Okay, but you know what genuinely shocked me about this whole rave sequence of this show? What? Is that it somehow didn't end horribly <laughs> for oh. anyone involved. Oh, okay, so we're going to talk about the guy. Because <laughs> if we're going to talk about the guy, I have some notes. Yes. <laughs> so, please. they go to the bar, and... Uh, Riding Hood notices this guy who is giving her a murderer's stare, and like a like a stalker circle, like he's like lurking around like a, <laughs> like a predator. I cannot get over this dude's face when he first gets shown on camera. He looks like he just got back from murdering someone. Yeah, like he he's like on the murderer's high, and he's looking for his next victim already, and he's staring. He is piercing her with his gaze, and, like, it looks like he killed someone, was like, oh, man, I gotta clean up and go to the club. (laughs) And he is staring her down, and her friend's like, oh, he's cute. Like, no, he's a murderer. Stay away. (laughs) But somehow he's not. Somehow he's actually a great guy. Yeah, like, I thought he was gonna be the wolf. Isn't that how this works? I guess I, mean, he, I, I guess I guess they're subverting our expectations, maybe. But or do you think that they just legitimately could not tell that that was horrifying? I I don't know. I guess like maybe he's gonna be the wolf later. I don't know. Or maybe there's like two. Maybe the the wolf for the little pigs, and for the little red riding hood is the same. I don't know. I I I I cannot tell. But either way, the way they frame this guy. It was just like out of like a horror movie, basically. But well, yeah, because later she's on the dance floor and he's just walking around her, making eye contact, never breaking. Yeah, like a total sociopath. Kia, are we sure this just isn't how you pick up ladies? Oh man, like maybe it is. Like you just have to just stare intensely, and they're just gonna be like, "Ooh, no smile." This guy does no not smile. smile. But yeah, so they're dancing and he disappears and he's at the bar. So she she finds him and he's just like, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't waste any time. <laughs> he doesn't even say I'm. He's just Nick. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm whatever my name is. She's like, Nick, let's go to your house and make the sex happen. Let's do the sex times with our organs. And he's like, mm, yes, we will be making the sex. 
This dude looks like like this dude looks like he needed to return some tapes. <laughs> he's Patrick Bateman and a half. Uh, but somehow he's not. Somehow he's perfectly fine. I assume. You think there's going to be a twist where he's not? Because at this point, I'm not seeing any actual sign of it. I think they were just confused on how to depict him. Maybe they changed their mind. <laughs> like, he was going to be a bad guy, but then they were like, uh, you know what? Nah. He's... That's too predictable. We have to make him actually a nice person. Yeah. Oh, I guess he could be... Uh... Who's the person who saves Little Red Riding Hood? Like, the Huntsman or whatever? Yeah, the lumberjack. What? Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> the lumberjack. <laughs> <laughs> the lumberjack comes down through the forest and chops the big old wolf in half. I guess. I guess it was the huntsman, but for some reason, lumberjack comes down. Yeah, I guess he's. I guess they're probably setting him up to be the huntsman or whatever. Which bad job? Like, yeah. You so, do not. You do not introduce him by being this stalker death gaze man yeah now it makes total sense why this guy made stalkers as well as this yeah. show so uh then we get to back to the the gay guys the hansel and i guess the gretel i think the lady that later who shows up later is the- anyway uh they're having a good old time meeting a friend of one of the of his roommate and they're doing coke i guess and they're having a fun time Yep. And this guy's yeah, getting like good old, real gay old fun time. And his friend is like stealing money from the guy that they're visiting and it gets into an altercation. It's pushed over and hits his head on the table. He pulls an old chuck. And <laughs> hits his head he on the table. Dies. Yeah, he just dies. Maybe he had some sort of condition, Kiorain, don't judge. Well, I I guess that you kind of have to to die from that, especially so quickly, right? I would, yeah, I would have to assume, like, it's not even a minute. I mean, maybe we're a little uneducated on concussive head injuries, but I don't, I don't think it's very likely you, you die from a fall, like. Yeah, especially not that quick. <laughs> he's just like, thunk, oh, he's dead. And his, naturally his roommate runs away, because he can't deal with the consequences. The best part about this scene is that he calls his, I guess, sister. We don't get any connection about these two at all. She just shows up, and she's like, I can't believe you never called me, but you call me for this. We're something, we have some sort of relationship. You may learn about this later, but not in this episode. <laughs> Gotta keep watching. Subscribe to CVS All Access. Smash that like button. <laughs> but like, so this is where I figured out it was Hansel and Gretel, because uh, they cut as he calls to uh, her watching someone on television make a candy house or like a gingerbread house. Oh my God, really? I totally missed that. Yeah, there's someone on television making a gingerbread house and I was like, oh my God. Are you kidding me? And then I caught, my mind played back something that I I had heard in passing and didn't think about, which is when he's introduced uh, the kid and he's talking to his roommate, he says that their landlord is a real witch. Oh my god. This show is terrible. Like they're just forcing it so hard. Do you do you do you get it, Keo? Oh uh, uh, Ke- Keo. Keo, do you get it? It's like Hansel and Gretel. Also, we did we talk about Oh we I guess we didn't get to that part. But Little Red has a tattoo 
of a wolf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we cut back to uh, Little Red after they've had the sex. And this, oh my god, this is another, we get another butt. As this dude is like lying off of the so off of the mattress. But for some reason, Little Red is tastefully covered with a blanket. Yes. Uh, like, can you describe, <laughs> Keo, I want you to take a moment and describe to me how exactly this dude's positioning as he's just sort of like flirtily like lying around makes any sense. Uh... They wanted to make sure that you could see his butt, but you couldn't see any of any of his sexual organs. Because, like, he is lying on his—he's lying on his front, but like off of the mattress. His but his bottom torso is his bottom half is off the mattress, and his torso is just like on the mattress. Yeah, we wanted to get a good shot of that. That's like a, that's a total fan service shot. And let me tell you, uh, yeah, sh- tell me a story. More like, show me that donger. Come on. <laughs> yeah, they're too scared to show us, Watson. Cowards. Cowards. Show me that ding dong. Hashtag CBS cowards. Hashtag show me that dick dong. Um, but yeah, we get the, they, they have a conversation where he's like, oh, you got this tattoo. What's that all about? She's like, it's a wolf because that means something to me. Lone, lone wolf. Uh, is like an important thing. It was like a tribal, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's interesting. Wolf. Wolf thing. I'm he's Little like, Red Riding Hood. He's like, wow, that's really interesting. You're hot. And she's like, what? No, I gotta leave. <laughs> like, telling about what that tattoo meant to her was very emotional. She was like, oh, I gotta go now. I've shared to me. And I need to be a loner. So goodbye. Bye. He's like, wait, hold on. We just had consensual sex. I don't want to have consensual continued consensual sex with you in the future (laughs) yes that's exactly how he words it too (laughs) oh man we just have really good consensual sex i'm really shocked that that encounter ended with consensual sex aren't you i mean i'm extremely shocked extremely and he's completely respectful and not pushy at all and lets her leave He's not a creeper at all, apparently. I don't I don't get it. He's totally fine. Except it turns out that he had one little problem, which is that he didn't ask for her age. Yeah, I guess he assumed that since she was in a place where they asked for her ID, that that's she the, had... That's a problem. Was, you know, 21. Mm-mm. Can't do that. Nope, he's in trouble. Which we'll, we'll get to. At, I guess we can get to that now, but... It doesn't really matter, the chronology. These stories are not intertwined at all, so... Yeah. So, the end of Little Red Riding Hood's little story here, and, like, the big, like, cliffhanger for her thing is she goes to the class the next day, and there's a substitute teacher. And we can already tell from the voice who it is. And, like, she looks up and... Gulp! It's him! It's him! And he looks up and he's like, oh... And he's no he's wearing glasses now because he's a sophisticated teacher boy. Yeah, and he's like, oh no. Yeah, he, I think he straight up does like a gulp. <laughs> that um, ain't good. As for Hansel and Gretel, uh Hansel calls Gretel, Gretel comes over, they have like a weird thing where What if, what they eventually decide to do is just a slightly better version of what his friend did, which is run away. <laughs> yeah, it was just like they wipe all their prints, uh, okay. make We're sure everything's run away, good, and then they run away. We're gonna wipe down fingerprints real quick. Hopefully we get all of them. Probably won't. 
in a realistic world, but we're gonna try. And also, like, we're on ca- we're on at least five different cameras, and we're looking directly into them for some reason. But it's fine. And we're not gonna be suspect. No, we look like we totally fit in here. And uh, let's just go ahead and take his phone with us because that'll stop them from finding out about the phone calls. It's not like they can trace that. Yeah, it's not like the police can't just check the record. Yeah, it's a profoundly stupid misunderstanding. I never realized Hansel and Gretel were so dumb. I guess that makes sense, though. They did sort of get locked in a candy house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not the, not the brightest kids. Yeah, they're pretty dumb. Uh, so we get, we get the last uh the last little bit here where we find out what the deal is with these liberals like what 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 story are they telling you know what what kind of urban fairy tale are they getting mixed up in and we find out exactly what kind of fairy tale they're getting mixed up in because they go to this rally i guess like the what yeah the wife convinces him to go to this like protest right yeah so, and so they go and it's and it's a very brief protest I get, yeah. They go, they listen to a lady make, like, a speech that is two sentences long. And then they're like, oh, good protest. Huh? Do it again sometime. <laughs> That's what it's like in, in the real world, too. Yep, yeah. Protests just last for two whole minutes. And That's why and they don't do leave. anything half the time. That's right. And then you, like, sort of stand in traffic for a bit. Yep. It's a good time. Yeah, I love it. So, uh, uh, but she, during, she, these, she... during this rally, Keo, I don't know if you noticed this i i didn't so you're gonna have to tell me they were wearing pig masks like people in the in the rally were wearing pig masks Uh oh and we see those pig mask boys rush past these two later and ain't that something Ooh, that's really something also we see them rush past the two of them but the two of them make it to the store where they're robbing before them they were rushing to get something that they needed to do the robbery with. Which apparently wasn't a getaway car. <laughs> so, uh, after this very short protest, these two, uh, this this wife, or this uh, lady is so happy that he went to this protest with her. That she's looking for, she wants to look for engagement rings. Problem solved Im- immediately. This yeah, is how pe- this is how people work. Yeah, you, you go to a protest and the marriage problems are solved. And he's like thrilled. He's like, "Oh, this solves all of our issues even though we didn't talk about them." Yeah, I mean, we just vaguely so, stared in our direction in each other's direction. She sorted them and now it's solved. Now they're going to get married. It's going to be such a happy story. It's going to be so happy, Swanson. Oh, it's going to be so happy. Nothing bad could ever possibly happen. Oh wait, these pigs show up. They're huffing and a puffing. They've got guns. Yeah, these pigs, these pigs got guns. And they're robbing this jewelry store for some that reason. Lady gets shot. She's shot. Yeah, so uh this whole sequence is dumb. <laughs> these pigs show up, they rob this jewelry store. Uh there's this like guard who has his gun he, and he He really wants to be a hero, this guard. Yeah, what a dummy. Uh, and he takes his gun out. He gets murdered. Uh, his gun fires off. The pigs leave. This lady. And the lady gets hit in the crossfire. Oh no. This lady gets got. Yeah, and they reveal it slightly late. She's just 
gra- grabbing at her stomach, which is bloody, and she just dies. Yeah, she's just dead. There's nothing that can be done for her. Like at least with the cop, it under it's under or the guard, it's understandable. He got shot three times in the chest. Yeah, but she got a gut shot and she just dies. She's just dead. People just easily die in this world, I think. Well, it's it's a television thing, Keo. One shot and you're dead. You fall over, hit a coffee table, and you're dead. <laughs> this is very fragile people. <laughs> My favorite part about this scene, it's dumb. It's so so dumb. The dumbest part is when uh the guy goes to check on the cop who is lying in a pool of blood and he checks his pulse. Yeah, you know, he could survive being shot in the heart. He's been shot three times and he's like in a huge pool of blood and he's just like, oh, come on, man. He's Checking completely lifeless. I don't <laughs> like, know if he actually got shot in the heart, but he had three like, you know, s- chest shots, like right square, in the Yeah, square in like the ribs, or not the ribs, square in like the sternum. Yeah, he's He's dead. But yeah, so his wife dies and he just like screams. He gives like a primal like wolf scream. Oh. Ooh. I wonder what that <laughs> I wonder what that could be. Well, we'll never find out cuz uh <laughs> that's the end of this shit show. Okay, do you want to hear a confession, Swanson? Um uh, it better not be that you actually like this show. Well, I didn't like it, but I was thoroughly entertained the entire time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. This was a show that was, like, bad enough that I was baffled to continue watching. Like, even... Yeah, it was... It, yeah. You know, it was your quintessential so bad it's good. Yes. Like, even... We've watched bad shows on the show, on the program before. The Neighborhood, Insatiable, those are probably the two worst ones before this. And, like, both of those weren't really so bad that I want to keep watching. Yeah, like, but... This show that they just show you this ham-fisted fairy tale thing. You're just like, what? It's and then they keep adding stuff on it. There's like this ridiculous club scene. Everything with these this liberal couple. I it's it's baffling and like if you want to get if you like if you want to watch something just to laugh at it, sure, go ahead. But I can't in good heart actually recommend it. I'm going to recommend it wholeheartedly. Just watch the entire Whoa. season that I haven't watched. Well, <laughs> that's the thing, Theo. <laughs> this, uh, the, the way CBS All Access works is it doesn't just throw everything all at once. You have to watch this weekly. Wow, what, a, what an attractive service. What an, well, yeah, what an attractive streaming service. It's just like network television, but you pay for it more. <laughs> I guess not as much as you would pay for network TV. Anyway. But you're not going to replace network TV with this, though. Well, no, that would be insane. <laughs> oh, they got they got tell me a story. That's all I need. Yeah, that's going to satisfy my TV fix for the year. All right. Well, that sounds like a tune out for tell me a story. And uh, that will about do it for this week's episode. Now, if you got any quips, comments, questions, foresights, or otherwise that you'd want to send to us, we do have an email address. And you can send that email you can send that email to us at TVTunersPodcast at gmail.com. What's that, T- what's that, Keo? What's that email? <laughs> oh, I was going to say, um, you better get in this helicopter because we're leaving. Oh, why are we leaving the studio? Because uh, we're done here. And uh, the, the email is um, TVHelicopter at gmail.biz. 
Oh, well, hold on. Stairmaster's coming in right now, so I'm going to set this charge of explosives. So it looks like oh. I died. Okay. That'll fool him. You're going to edit in a helicopter sound here? Sure, why not? Uh, you can all, I'm also on Twitter. You can find me at Jesse Swanson. I'm on Twitter as well, at Real Keo Rain. And you can find the show on Twitter, at TV Tuners. You can also use the hashtag TV Tuners, and we'll give a glance at what you're saying. You can also use uh, the hashtag, show me that dick dong, and we'll retweet it, guaranteed. Yes, for sure. How can we not? It would be a crime if we didn't. Uh, we're on all of your favorite podcatchers. You can follow us on uh, Apple Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Play, Google, Stitcher, Google Play, all of them. Sleepies.com. Yeah, we're on sleepies.com, the main page. <laughs> if we're not there, send them an angry email asking why we're not. And, uh, yeah, you can drop a review. Uh, not at Sleepies. They don't have that set up. <laughs> Uh, you can drop a review, give us five stars, all that good stuff really helps getting the podcast out there. Tell but a friend. If you, are, if you are writing a mattress review, you can mention us in the review. You can say that you listen to the show while you're going to bed. Yeah, that really helps. Say we're the sleepiest podcast in America. Yeah, I want that title. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with more TV goodness. Till then, keep watching. Bye. Bye. It's over. I found him. <laughs>